I want to I want to speak tonight about blessings, but before we can do that, we have to go to the law first mentioned because you have to look at how the word blessing was first used and what it was indicating the first time it was used. So anytime someone refers to the law first mentioned, they're basically talking about the very first time this was mentioned in the Bible because it sets a precedent for every other time that it will be used in the Bible. So I want you to look first of all at uh, Genesis chapter one verse twenty-two. Genesis chapter one, verse 22, and God blessed them saying, everybody say the word saying. God blessed them saying, be fruitful and multiply and fill the waters and the seas and let the birds multiply on the earth. So understand this, blessings multiply you. So that's the first thing you need to understand. You can only give a blessing by saying something. Okay, now you may give somebody money and that does bless them, but if you pronounce a blessing on them, you say something over them. So every time God uses this, uh, this, this phrase of bless, it says that God said something. So the first thing that you need to understand is that a blessing makes your life fruitful and it causes things around you to multiply. Would you rather have multiplication or addition? Yeah, multiplication, because you know, uh, two plus four is six, two times four is eight. Multiplication means that it multiplies faster and, it, and, and more rapid in your life. So a blessing begins to multiply the things around you. And that is the reason that everything can't be blessed because if, if you're doing the wrong things and God blesses you, all of that multiplies as well, right? So God doesn't want to multiply. God can multiply your mind, but he wants you to use it for his glory if he multiplies your mind. So the next time that God used this word, that time he was speaking to animals to multiply and be fruitful and fill the earth. The next time he uses the word is in um, just a few verses later, down in verse 28, Genesis 1 and 28, when it says, then God blessed them and said to them. Notice the word said again. God blessed them and said to them, um, be fruitful and multiply, fill the earth and subdue it. Now this time he blesses man. Now, it gives man, first of all, the same multiplication anointing that he gave to animals. He says, be fruitful and multiply, but then he added something to man. He said, and subdue the earth, have dominion over the fish of the sea and the birds of the air and every living creature that moves on the earth. So when God spoke this blessing, he said that when man is blessed, it not only gives you more fruit, it not only multiplies the things around you, but it also increases your authority. So when you get blessed by the Lord, it increases your authority. Now I need to do a sermon real soon on walking in spiritual authority because I promise you, there's a lot of people living beneath their privileges. You have so much more authority. You wear a badge that was given to you from, from the high courts of heaven and you need to know how to show that badge when it's needed. Uh, my, uh, I don't know if I've told you this before, but my, my, nep- or my nephew Chris, is the head of Homeland Security for the state of Georgia. So he is the, he is the second to the governor. He's the most, he, has the, he is the man with the most authority in the state of Georgia because he's the head of all TSA, all Homeland Security, all of GEMA, uh, all that whole program. He's over there, my, my nephew Chris. Now his wife, Stephanie, is the first woman to ever be the head of the Georgia State Patrol. You're talking about a power team. So my niece, Stephanie, is the lieutenant colonel for the Georgia State Patrol. And she is the most powerful woman 
in the state of Georgia uh, as far as she can call up anybody at any time and get anything she's done. Now, here's what you need to know. My nephew, Chris, is about six foot five. My niece, Stephanie, hits me about here. <laughs> Stephanie, uh, she is a small-framed girl. Well, not a girl. She's a powerful woman. But I want to tell you something. She has a badge that is more powerful than the biggest policeman in the state of Georgia. I mean, she can sick the whole Georgia State Patrol on you with one phone call because it, it isn't her size. Now, she's tough. Don't get me wrong. It is her size, but it's her badge that carries the weight of who she is. It's her office, it's her authority that carries the weight of who she is. And this is what you need to understand in Christ. When you get blessed by the Lord, you come into, you come into subduing the powers around you and walking in a dominion that you've never walked in before. So it's important to bless. One of the reasons most people are not walking in blessings is because there's no one speaking them over them. In a Jewish family, the last thing you do for your children when they go out the door is you bless them every day. It's, a, it's just like giving them their lunchbox. Here's your lunchbox, here's your, here's your backpack, and now I'm gonna pray a blessing over you before you leave the house. And so one of the things that we have to get better at in practicing in Christianity is how to bless people because we have, how many of you know we have way too many Christians walking in curses when they should be walking in blessings? They're walking in the curses of what was spoken over them. They're walking in, the, in a damaged heart, in a damaged emotion of what someone has said to them but we can reverse every curse with a blessing. All we have to do is start speaking blessings over people's lives and they will be blessed. Now the, the, the book of Proverbs gives us this powerful verse that probably most of you can quote in Proverbs 18 and 21 that death and life are in the power of the tongue. So we have to start exercising that authority. So I'm gonna challenge every parent tonight that what I'm gonna teach you in the next few moments, I hope that you will Pick it up, pick up the mantle, and do it every day because this is your role, something that you will do every day in your house. All right, now, it's so important. I cannot tell you how important it is to bless your children. I cannot overemphasize that enough. There are too many kids that are walking in insecurity, and I wanna tell you, if you're one of those parents that you think negative reinforcement's gonna scare your kids into doing the right thing, you got a rude awakening waiting on you because it's not gonna happen. You're gonna make them weak, you're gonna make them discouraged, and there's people living here right, sitting under the sound of my voice that you were beat up verbally your entire life. Someone spoke down to you, they did not speak into you, and you've gone into an adult world lacking confidence. You've gone into adult world feeling discouraged instead of encouraged. And here's what you need to know about that. Encouraged means I just gave you something. I just gave you courage. Discouraged means I just took something from you. I am expecting you to be weak so I can control you. And people that use discouragement daily they have a control issue and they want the people around them to be weak because then they can yell and scream and say whatever they want to say and always get their way by pitching a fit and throwing another tantrum and always get their way. So they want to keep you weak. But people that love their families, you don't want a weak family. You know, you know what I tell my staff? I tell my staff, all of, the, all of them, they've heard me say this so many times, I only hire people smarter than me in their area. 
That's the only people I hire. Here's Esther. She's on my staff. Esther is smarter than me in the job she does. Now, that doesn't mean that she's smarter than my job because she doesn't do my job. But Esther is smarter than me in the job that she does. Chris is over there. Ryan is back there. All of them are smarter than me in their area. Andrea is back here. She knows how to do her job better than I know how to do it. All the OCI staff, Mandy, all these guys, they can do their job. Katie is here tonight. By the way, Pastor Katie's in the house. She actually gets to come to church tonight. She knows how to do her job better than I do. You want people smarter than me. You don't want a family that's weak around you. You want to empower your family. You want to make them stronger. You want to speak into them. So the Lord, our, our, our Father in heaven, is the one who demonstrates this on the day that Jesus is baptized. The Bible says in Matthew 3, and when he had been baptized, Jesus came up immediately from the water, and behold, the heavens were opened up, and he saw the Spirit of God descending like a dove and lighting upon him, and suddenly a voice from heaven was saying, here comes the blessing, this is my beloved Son in whom I am well pleased. Your son needs to hear that from you. Your daughter needs to hear that from you. I am well pleased. You make me proud. I am proud of you. You beat them down all the time. They're gonna grow up without any confidence and they're gonna grow up very, very insecure. So it's so important, parents, to speak life. And I don't wanna ask you to raise your hands, but if you know I'm telling the truth, just nod, just like that. Because some of you have had to live through that and fight your way out of that mindset. That's what we call cursing someone. A curse basically is something that has been spoken over you and you believed it. That's really what a curse is. Someone spoke something negative over you and you believed it and now you're acting like it. You're walking it out. But someone can also speak something affirmative, something positive over you and you believe it and you walk it out. Now you're walking in a blessing you're walking in courage. You're strong because your father told you you were strong. You're smart because your mother told you you were smart. And the more they tell you, the more you want to live up to that. And it, it just gives you endless possibilities of great things that can happen in your life. So I cannot emphasize enough how important it is. And can I just tell you one more thing? If you don't speak into your child, the coach will, and you may not like what they say to them. You don't want your child to be, I'm not saying there's anything wrong with a coach because there's some real godly coaches out there, but I'm telling you, I don't want a teacher telling my children who they are. I want to tell them who they are. I don't want some stranger telling my children what they should believe. I want to tell them what they believe. I don't want someone down the street fathering my children better than I can father them because I'm never there and I'm never speaking into their life. I want them to come to me with their issues. I want to be their dad. And so you need to understand how important it is to speak life into the generations that are around you. So the Lord gave a gift to the children of Israel, and he gave it to you. He gave it to me. He says to, to uh, Moses in Numbers chapter 6, verse 22, And the Lord spoke to Moses, saying, Speak to Aaron and his sons, saying, This is the way you shall bless the children of Israel. Say to them. Notice the word say to them. Everybody say, say to them. It doesn't work if you don't say it. You can't just think it. You can't just let them know. You have to say, I love you to your kids. You can't say it, get over it. Yes, you can. If you can say, show me the money, you can say, I love you. 
You know, if you can say I need my paycheck, you can say I love you. Don't tell me you cannot say I love you to your kids. That's just a mindset that you've adopted. I don't care if someone never said it's just three words and you can mean it. You don't have to, you don't have to be coached. Your children need you, macho men. Your children need you to put your arms around them, pull them pull them tight, and say, I love you. I'm proud of you. You're gonna take the world by storm. They need that for you. Mothers, your children need to be comfortable and strengthened by you. You need to speak into them. Make them think they can take the world by storm. Yes, they may fall, but a strong person will always get back up and learn a great lesson from it. Make your children strong. Empower them. Make them strong. Thank you so much for supporting our ministry. If this has blessed you, please say a prayer for us. And if you would like to give, we have four ways that you can do that. You can give online at briancutshaw.com or if you're a PayPal user, just PayPal us at Church Trainer. Or you can also give through the mail at P.O. Box 267, Georgetown, Tennessee, 37336. Or if you're a Venmo user, you can Venmo us also at Church Trainer. Thank you, and God bless you, and may the Lord multiply your seed. Now back to Hope in the Word. So the Lord says, I'm gonna give you a gift. He said, speak to Aaron and his sons and say, this is the way you shall bless the children of Israel, say to them. Now, here's, here's something you've probably heard many times and we're gonna kind of break it down tonight. The Lord bless you and keep you. The Lord make his face shine upon you and be gracious unto you. The Lord lift up his countenance upon you and give you his peace. Notice what happens when you do this in verse 27. They shall put my name on the children of Israel and I shall bless them. They shall put my name on the children of Israel and I shall bless them. So it's like having God's name added to your name, all right? So if you go up to someone and he says, and you say, hi, my name is Gabe Keller. Okay, so come here, Gabe. I'm gonna use you as, as an illustration tonight. If, if Gabe's last name was Cutshaw, and it's not, all right, that's my name, but if Gabe's last name was Cutshaw and I put my name on him and you went up to you and say, hey, what's your name? He said, my name is Gabe Cutshaw. You would think, oh, I better watch it because Dr. B's power's behind that, right? Not that I have a lot of power, but it's just like, you know, you get, but my kids, if my kids use my name, they know I'm gonna back that up. And when God puts his name on you, God's gonna back that up. When, when you put the name of God on your children and the enemy comes to them, they don't just see who they were. They don't just see your DNA. They see the DNA of God that is also on their life. Let me show you how that can change your life. Now, all God did to change Abraham and Sarah was put his name in their name. That's all he did. So the unspoken name of God, the yud Hey vav Hey, is how you would say it in Hebrew. And the, there's two double letters there, which is the Hey, which it means breath, it means to breathe. And so get this, there is a 100-year-old man and a 100-year-old woman, and she wants to have a baby. Now, I'm just gonna tell you, she wasn't able to have a baby at 100 years of age. She was not a young woman, she was an old woman. She was a 100-year-old woman, and she looked like a 100-year-old woman in every way. And because of our kids here tonight, I won't get explicit, but just use your imagination. 
Every part of her body looked like 100 years old, all right? And every part of his body looked like 100 years old. And the Lord said, I'm not only gonna do a miracle by giving them a child, I'm gonna do a greater miracle. I'm gonna show you what happens when I put my name in your name. And so God said, your name is no longer gonna be Abram, but it's gonna be Abraham. I want you to see this on the screens. Show them guys up there where, where the Hebrew name has been added to that, the Hebrew, the Hebrew hey, well, there we go, there we go. So notice that the only thing that's been added, this is Abram with, see the, see the word up at the top? One letter's been added, the hay has been added. God said, I'm adding my name, which means breath, so now your name is not Abram, your name is Abraham. You gotta breathe out it, because the name of God, which means breath, the hay is there. Sarah, your name is not gonna be Sarai, your name is gonna be Sarah. Now you gotta breathe God's name. So now this woman who has God's name on her name, all of a sudden she begins to uh, regenerate. She begins to fill out. Now I can prove that to you because this is a 100-year-old woman that God is getting ready to have a baby. Her body begins to change. She begins to get youthful again. He gets a twinkle in his eye and everything that goes with that. So he gets, he gets youthful again, she gets youthful again, and they have a child the way you have children. They have a child because both of them are now getting youthful again. Their bodies are getting youthful. How can I prove that? Because remember the story in the Bible where the king wanted Sarah to join his harem? Remember that story? This is after that. He's asking a 100-year-old woman to join his harem because he has seen her as the most beautiful woman he has ever laid eyes on. This is not his grandma he's looking at. He is looking at a 100-year-old woman that he says she is more beautiful than anything I've ever seen. He's asking her to join, to be his wife. He is asking this 100-year-old woman to be his wife because when God's name was put on her name, her body changed. Anybody, I'm ready for God to turn the clock back a little bit. Anybody wanna claim that blessing? Yes, God, bring it back, bring it back, bring it back, Lord. All right, so he's saying that you're actually putting my name on them. So spiritually, that really means something to have the name of God on you. Now, for them to do that, there was a particular way that rabbis, and in particular, a particular way that priests blessed the children of Israel. So I'm gonna show you this. It's called the, it, 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 it's, well, let's, let's make the Hebrew letter shin. So this is what I want you to do. I want you to split your fingers and do this, all right? It kind of looks like a W, right? It kind of looks like a W. There we go. There it is on the screen, so that helps you. I want everybody to try that. They say if you do that, you have Jewish blood in your bloodline somewhere that you have. If you, can, if you can't do it, then you're still going to heaven, all right? But if you, can, if you can do it, they say that you have Levitical blood in your bloodline. I don't know if that's true. That's just what they tell you. So you didn't get that from Dr. Spock. You got that from uh, uh, <laughs> Dr. Levi. Okay, so when you bless someone, you you you. Call, you, you make the shin, okay, and then you extend your hands out, which is called yilda, okay, so do this. Now, I've got a microphone in my hand, so you know what? Come here, Gabe, you're, you're so handy, man, I don't know. You're, yeah, you're preaching tonight, whether you think you are or not, because this is what you gotta do here. You gotta extend your hands out, and you've got to, you've got to make the, the Shaddai symbol. So this is, the, this is the shin in Hebrew, and it stands for Shaddai, 
which is the omnipotent name of God. So what you're saying is God is omnipotent. And you know what that means, don't you? There's no power greater than that. It means all-powerful. So in order to say this blessing, you extend your hands in the Yodah. Now why the Yodah? Because the Yodah in Hebrew means two different things. First of all, it means praise, all right? So the second thing is Yodah is used in warfare because warfare, this is how they threw, there was, there was parts of the army that specialized in throwing arrows, all right? Not knives, not spears, but arrows. And they could throw arrows and kill their enemy, and they called that Yodah. So they would extend their hand and let the arrow go at, at such a force that would kill their enemy. So here's what a lot of people believe is why the Apostle Paul said, I would that men everywhere would lift up holy hands without wrath and doubting. Some people believe because both of these are Yodah, that when you extend your hand in praise, you're actually shooting arrows at your enemy. I like that myself, that every time you're, why don't we shoot a few arrows right now at the enemy? Just every time you praise God, every time you raise your hands, every time you say praise the Lord, you're actually firing arrows at your enemy, right? So that's what Yodah means. It doesn't just mean lift up your hand and praise. It means this is war. And when I lift up my hands, I'm coming back to get what the devil has stole from me. I'm coming to protect my family. As for me and my house, we're gonna serve the Lord, and I'm lifting my hands to show you that. So it's a sign of authority. Some people think the lifting of the hands is about surrender, but it's not about surrender at all. It's about authority. And so one of the things that we know happened right before Jesus uh, went away, so this is 40 days after the resurrection of Christ, Jesus is ascending into heaven, and listen to what Luke says. He led them as far as Bethany, and he lifted up his hands and blessed them, all right? So now, I want you to get this. Jesus is being raptured, right? That's really what's going on. He's taken away, caught up in a cloud. That's what the rapture is, right? So Jesus is going into heaven. We call that the ascension, the last thing he says was not the Great Commission. He told us that. The last thing he says is not be good to your neighbor. The last thing he did was lift up his hands as the high priest of heaven. Now, since I can't do with the mic, help me out here. Show me the Shaddai, show me the Yodah. There you go, put them together. Put your hands together, extend your hands. Jesus lifted up his hands and he said, may the Lord bless and keep you. May the Lord cause his face to shine upon you and be gracious unto you. May the Lord lift up his countenance upon you and give you his peace. That's the, and the Bible says while he was saying that, the cloud took him on into heaven. That's the last thing he did was bless the body of Christ with the priestly blessing because he puts the name of God on you every time you say that. So don't let your kids leave the house without the name of God on them. The teacher may not know it, but the devil's gonna see it every time he looks at them. The devil's gonna say, I, I can't plot against that one. The name of God is on him. So put the name, he said, you put the name of God on your children with this blessing. Now, I wanna break this down quickly. I'm not gonna spend a lot of time on this, but I wanna break it down for you a little bit. The first thing he says is the Lord bless you. Now, if you if you want to reverse a curse, all you have to do is speak a blessing. A blessing, a blessing cancels out a curse. How many of you know that? It's so important. The devil doesn't want you to know that. A blessing cancels out the curse. Say this with me. Satan can't curse, Satan can't curse. while God is blessed. 
You don't believe that, just go ask old Balaam. It just don't work. Satan cannot curse what God has blessed. So when you bless your children, the curses will, will, will melt off of them, they will fall off of them because your children are walking the blessings. So the first thing he said is the Lord bless you. Now, for me to explain the blessing, I, there's a lot of verses that do that, but let me just show you one verse that talks about how powerful a blessing is. So it's in Psalm 112. So in Psalm 112, listen to what it says, and I'm not gonna read all of this to you, I'm just gonna kind of break it down uh, quickly for you. First of all, it says in verse one, that blesses the man who fears the Lord, who delights greatly in his commandments. So the first thing he says is that the man is blessed. And he says, when you're blessed, the next thing he says that happens to a blessed man is your children get blessed. His descendants will be mighty on the earth. The generations of the upright will be blessed. So the Lord says, if you're blessed, then blessing now falls to your children, Psalm 112. So now the blessing goes to your children and your children are blessed. One of the things that's about to happen in the next five to 10 years is we're about to see the greatest generational shift that the kingdom of God has ever seen. We are, we're about, in the next five to 10 years, we've got a lot of saints that have been carrying the torch for a long time, and we've got a lot of young people that God is raising up right now, and we're gonna begin to see one group not rest, not go away, not die, but we're gonna see a shifting of this torch, and you're gonna see more youth voices being raised up. You're gonna hear more youth singers. You're gonna see, it's just gonna happen. In the next five to 10 years, you're gonna see if the Lord tarries, that is, and I'm not sure that he will, but if the Lord tarries, you're gonna see a shifting, a generational shift in the kingdom of God. It has to happen. This last generation crosses the finish line in revival. And it's the Joel 2 generation. God is coming after them. The glory of God is coming to the earth and we're gonna see it with our own eyes. He's coming for, he's coming for that generation. But notice when you get blessed, when I put the name of God on you and I bless you, not only is the man blessed, not only is his children blessed, but also his finances get blessed. Listen to this. Wealth and riches will be in his house. Anybody need to claim that tonight? Wealth and riches will be where? In his house. It's gonna be in his house and his righteousness endures forever. Just because I'm blessed, the Lord says, listen, I've got an assignment on your life. I've got an anointing on your life. And you know what I think prosperity is? I know that every time we mention this word, there's, a, there's people everywhere that just kind of lose their mind, like, you know, what are you talking about? Let me tell you what I think prosperity is. I think prosperity is having enough to do God's will. You know what I prayed over the OCI staff this morning in staff meeting? You know what I prayed over them? God, I want everybody on this team to have enough to give away. You will know, they will know they were blessed by the overflow. They will, I prayed that over every one of them this morning. They will know they were blessed because they don't just have enough to meet their needs. They got enough to give some of it away. When you got something to give away, you are living in the overflow then. You're beyond just being having your needs met. Now you're living in the overflow. And God says, I want you you to live in the overflow. I want you to be so blessed that you're living in the overflow. The next thing he said in verses four and five is that he's gonna bless your relationships. He talks about light's gonna rise out of darkness. You're gonna be gracious and full of compassion. So that's talking about the relationships. You're only gracious and compassionate to other people, right? So he's talking about now you're gonna be gracious. You're gonna have compassion and righteousness in your life. A good man deals graciously and lends. So he's saying in all of your blessings, you know, I don't wanna be that friend that's always draining my friends. You know what I'm talking? 
talking about? I don't want to be that person that every time they walk in the room, they need so much attention that they drain all the life out of the room. I want to be the opposite. I want to be the guy that walks in the room and lights something up. I want to be the guy that walks in the room and you know something good is about to be spoken, somebody's about to get happy, that there's something positive going to be spoken. I want to be that person that says, if if I can just get around Dr. B, he's going to lift me up somehow. He's going to encourage me. He's going to strengthen me. He's going to make me stronger. There's enough people in this world pulling the life out of you. We need the body of Christ to be speaking life, not death, into our relationships around us. Everybody that believes that, give God praise right now. Amen. This program is brought to you by the partners of Brian Cutshaw and Church Trainer Ministries. Please help us pray that the Lord will continue to send us more partners so we can expand his kingdom around the world.